This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen in the bottom square. I call the secret square in the right-hand corner if you're watching on the Cottage Talk Facebook page or if you're watching on my Twitter page, Russ underscore Goldman, you'll see Max at the bottom. He actually has a new mic. And in the right-hand corner, we have Yanis up in Canada. Guys, this is our preview show of Cardiff City versus Fulham, which is Monday night. We are recording this on Sunday. We have a lot to get to, and we are scheduled to have a special guest join us. I'm not going to mention who that is, just in case there are situations that the our guest cannot join us, but hopefully he can, and uh, it would be fun to have him join us. So while we wait, and hopefully he will join us, let's get to our opening thoughts. Mr. Cohen, I'll go to you first. How you doing? Great, Mike, like we're talking about. Fantastic. Give me your opening thoughts on the match tomorrow, the first leg for Fulham against Cardiff City. Yeah, thanks, Russ. You know, as you mentioned, I got the new mic. And, you know, if you don't like what I say, maybe that's a bad thing because now maybe you can hear me better. So some people are happy, some people are not happy. Who knows? Um, no, I'm really looking forward to the Cardiff City match. I'm not worried by Cardiff, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, we just played them, you know, two weeks ago, and we swept them aside 2-0. I think in one of our best performances of the second half of the season. And I do expect them to set up differently, however, um, on Monday. They're not going to be as much of a pushover, and I think they will take the game to us uh, a lot more. But, you know, Neil Harris sides against us. I think we've played well against them. We have. I was going to bring that up during the show. Because they let us have the ball. 
And when we are most dangerous is when we have the ball and we can control matches. So I'm really looking forward uh, to see how we play that. And, and honestly, Kamara coming back is big for me. Okay. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's I, huge. Yeah. I don't think he'll start, but I think having that option off the bench for maybe the, the last half hour is such a key thing. And especially against a team like Cardiff, I think we can tire them out perhaps in the first 60 minutes. And then if we get a couple goals late on in that match, we could almost make the second leg easy for us. So I'd like to think a strategy where maybe we don't score early because, you know, it's, it is Parker ball. I'm not going to get my hopes up. But let's say we grab one or two goals in the final 20 minutes and we go back to Craven College with the lead. That's my ideal situation. So really looking forward to it. And thank you very much for that, <laughs> Mad Max. And while Ross is on Frozen, I'll do my little thingy. Now, I'm wearing this red shirt today in honor of all the Cardiff City fans. <laughs> and, uh, and because I know that – and that's hey, again, Ross. We're just talking about uh, – uh, my, my little opening thoughts. I'm wearing the red because I know all the Cardiff City fans are dreaming of the fact of the return to the red that Vincent Tam brought in when he <laughs> changed it from blue to red. And he was, and the fans were upset. So I thought in their honour, I would wear red today, as you can see. Okay. It doesn't say Cardiff City, but it's all good. Um, it's going to be an interesting two games. Uh, they are going to be, Cardiff City are going to try and close us down quickly. They're going to be aggressive. Uh, it should be a good two legs. Harris has obviously done a good job there. I think we've got enough if we get the lineup going. Um, I'm looking forward actually to watching the, the fodder Swansea game today, today because Premier League finishes and you've got yep. thing. And tomorrow, of course, the, the transfer uh, window opens as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that fodder first leg today. And I think we should be fine. We should be set up okay. And um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we've got a pretty good record against Cardiff. So, but it's one step at a time and hopefully we can make it through. I believe we will. Okay. Yeah. And it's back to you. Cause I want to talk about this. I actually watched interviews this morning from Scott Parker and also from Neil Harris. Yeah. Neil Harris said today that he rewatched the full match and that he, he needs, he needed to rethink what he had said prior. I'm paraphrasing. He was talking about that. Now he believes his, Team were second best. Again, paraphrasing, against Fulham, especially in the first half. He thought Fulham were better in the first half. I thought overall. But it's interesting that after rewatching it, he has a different look on it. As a coach, I think at the time after the match, you're thinking one thing. But I think once you watch back, I think he came to what we have all seen, that Fulham were the better side, and he admitted that. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And also, this big thought that we talked about before, Giannis, and I disagree with Neil Harris on this. He says the pressure is more on Fulham. I disagree. I actually think the pressure is more on Cardiff City. They are at home. And now, I know there are no fans there, but they need a result going back to Craven Cottage. I think the pressure is more on them than it is on Fulham. What are your thoughts on that, Giannis? Yeah, I agree. I, I remember we did, um, we did the show with Craig, the last one, and talked about the home stadium. But, you know, it's the familiarity of the stadium. It's the familiarity of the field. Um, it's just the coziness of the change rooms and what have you. And I'm glad that the first leg is away from home. I think it takes some pressure off us. You're going to have some of these mind games going on um, from Harris for sure, but it really doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that, that game a couple of weeks ago at the cottage, we were the better side. You shouldn't have needed a rewind to do that. Anyone could have done that. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we played very well, and they, I never really thought that they were Cardiff were at the races. Um, I'm expecting a much better performance from them tomorrow night, but I think, we again, if we get the lineup right and we play with the discipline, 
that we have been playing with. Remember, um, undefeated in seven is is no mean trick. And I thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, the game up at the DW was was important in terms of the atmosphere that you get against a team who are desperate are going to try and come at you. That was a tough test for us, and uh, so that'll serve us well. Okay, uh, we should go in. We should go in with full of confidence, but it should be it should be entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Giannis, if for some reason I freeze again, you're in control, okay, my friend? <laughs> okay, now, guys, I'm going to bring someone on. Here is our special guest. Joining us live is our friend Jamie Reed from FFC TV. Yes, Jamie. Jamie, how you doing, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. A very good afternoon to uh, all three of you. Delighted to, uh, to be able to join the, uh, the chat. Okay, Jamie, you can... If you can, can you tell us where you are right now? Yes, I can, uh, Russ. It's the final day of the uh, Premier League season over here in the UK. So I'm at Arsenal. Arsenal are playing Watford. I'm covering the game for the BBC. And I've always got time to uh, have a quick chat with uh, you guys. So uh, delighted to get the chance to uh, no doubt talk about tomorrow and talk about the, uh, the playoffs <laughs> as a whole. All very exciting times for Paul. Absolutely. And Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And thank you to Fulham for uh, allowing us the opportunity to have Jamie join us for this interview. So, Jamie, I just want to get your opening thoughts on Cardiff City heading into this match. You've seen them twice now. So it's a completely different types of styles. How do Fulham match up in your mind to the way that they play? It's all going to be long balls, free kicks. It's all going to be in the air. How do Fulham match up to that? Because I saw an improvement the last time they played. Well, I think the obvious answer, Ross, would be to do the same thing as what we did a couple of weeks ago at Craven Cottage. That's very much the hope and aim. I would imagine the Cardiff have probably learned from that. The young right-back obviously got caught out and both of the goals that Cardiff conceded in that game were avoidable, as uh, Neil Harris, their manager, yep. would see it. So I'm sure he will be saying, look, we've got to make sure that we do our jobs individually. We've got to make sure we do our jobs collectively. But if you spin that round... I thought that uh, Fulham did a great job in taking the three points on offer. Mitro scored a great penalty. It really was a textbook shot, wasn't it, from 12 yards. So uh, yep. lovely to see him scoring a goal because we'd had some difficult times post-lockdown over here. It was uh, hard coming back into it with the two defeats to Brentford and Leeds United to pick up the three points on offer and really get things going. Did help us, didn't it? We went seven games unbeaten. And the positive is we ended the season strongly. So I would yes. imagine the viewpoint in the dressing room will pretty much be more of the same, please. Okay, excellent. And, Jamie, right back to you. I, I want to talk about the starting lineup because we're going to talk a lot about that coming up during the show because this is going to be a very interesting topic, the starting 11, specifically the midfield three. But I really just want to get your overall thoughts on the mindset of Scott Parker because there really hasn't been a settled starting 11 all season. And – I'm just curious your view on it. Do you think it has more to do with the, the matchup, the team that he's playing, availability, all of the above? Why do you think we really haven't seen a settled lineup all season? Well, I think it's been difficult, hasn't it, with the injuries that we've had. We've had the occasional suspension. And I think you're quite right. Scott probably does look at the opposition and look to try and match things up. Tomorrow, I fully expect that uh, Tom Kearney will keep his place. I think that uh, Harrison Reed will obviously come straight back into the midfield. Harry Arter picked up that injury. And I will keep Josh Onama in there as I was well. going to say, I, I would keep Onama too. I'm, I'm there with you. 
yeah, I think I would play those uh, three. I think that Josh gets up nice and close to Mitrovic. And at times we've had that problem where he's been a little bit isolated in attack. And it's very difficult when uh, you're not having players breaking past you. So keeping Josh in there, having the craft and creativity of Tom and obviously uh, Harrison Reed there now. Um, the positive with him is that he covers every blade of grass. He's been yeah. superb since uh, the lockdown, Russ. I think uh, all Absolutely. of us would, uh, would agree on that. And he's so tenacious. The way he manages to uh, to win the ball back for us is uh, is very, very pleasing. And as a supporter, I just very much hope that uh, we might be able to see him in a Fulham shirt next season. As a oh, I hope tradition. so. Fingers Absolutely. crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree with it. And I think that, unfortunately, he was a miss in the last match against Wigan. That's just my opinion, Jamie. But I want to ask you about a player that I think is, believe it or not, going to be key in the playoff for Fulham this match and the next match. That's the return of Abubakar Kamara. Now, Scott Parker, again, only he knows how much time he can have with Abubakar Kamara. I don't know if he's ready for 90 minutes yet or even 60 minutes. So my thought process is that he'll come off the bench again. And I think, again, he's just so valuable off the bench, but I just don't know if he's ready to start, Jamie. What are your thoughts about the availability of Kamara and the impact he made in just a short period of time coming back? Well, I guess the big positive is that he's back because he's explosive, isn't he? And the thing that really does uh, catch the eye with Abu Kamara and Russ, it's not just when he's starting matches. I think he's very good as an impact sub as well. And that really is a uh, huge positive that you know you can introduce him off the bench and he can change a game. He's got explosive pace to run in behind. And I think yep. he's, a, uh, he's a very, very good player to be able to bring in at a crucial time of the season. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. Unfortunately, the uh, public address system has uh, <laughs> just kicked in rather loudly. But hopefully you are still hearing me. We can still hear you again. Thank you for all the efforts that you're making joining us, Jamie. Giannis, I want to go to you. Do you have a question for Jamie? Um, Jamie, you said something, um, and I, I'll send you my picture later, by the way. I'm just going to do a video for the, uh, the, 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 the Fulham, uh, Fulham Force. Could, about Harry Arter, do we know for sure that he's not going to be able to Chaps, apologies. If you, if you could just give me two minutes, let me just find my headphones, and I'll, sure. I'll be straight back with you. I missed that, Yanis, and uh, yeah, no I don't want to half-answer a question. So if you carry on, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, with absolutely, you very, very we can... We can absolutely carry on. Not a problem. Okay, we're just going. I'm just going to, uh, as you can see, Jamie's going to be joining us shortly. We just uh, put him over there. He's he's getting everything all set. And Giannis, I want to go to you. What are your thoughts about what Jamie has shared with us so far? Well, I'm 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 curious as to uh, the reference to Harry Arter and the injury. Does that uh, does that mean that he's unavailable for tomorrow? Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's really big. Because if he's not, then uh, it, it changes my lineup for tomorrow, for sure. Um, but is he available from the bench? Do we know the extent of the injury, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? So that's what I found really curious. Because um, okay. that's a loss, for sure. But I mean, everything okay. he said is, you know, it, it's exactly what we, we expect, and uh, um, I think it's going to be uh, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of cat and mouse and see what Mr. Harris can do. You know, okay. or what he can't do. Okay, excellent. What are your thoughts there, my friend, uh, Max, of, of uh, our conversation so far? Yeah, it's just very, it's great to see. I mean, he's a tremendous voice. That's really the, one of the voices of Fulham along with Gentleman Jim. So it's great to have him on. Hopefully he'll be back soon. I think uh, I want to hear his thoughts on the front three because yep. 
I think Mitro, everyone knows Mitro's going to play. And I think most people accept that Cabana will keep his place. He's our most informed player. But yep. does Kamara start? That's a really big question. Or does Decordova Reed start? Or do you start Decordova Reed in the midfield three? It sounded like he'd probably favor Decordova Reed in the front three. Because uh, right. his midfield three, it doesn't have him in there. So that's a conversation I'd like to have is what's our best front three? And then also, I think the back four is something which also isn't really yep. decided either. You know, <laughs> is that Adoy or Christian in the right back spot? Um, I would personally go Christie. I think he's played really well the past four weeks and has that attacking uh, flair to him that Adore I don't think doesn't have in this moment. So a lot of really interesting starting 11 issues. Uh, Absolutely. And great I, job, Daphne Monroe. So that was a, that was a great get. <laughs> and to the Emirates. I mean, wow. what a he's, he's right there. That's why we're, we're dealing with what we would call technical difficulties. But it looks like Jamie's just about to join us back again. I'm just waiting for him to be ready. I can actually watch him as he's, he's uh, preparing. So once he's back, I'll, I'll bring him back online with us. But, yeah, it's interesting because a, a big talking point for me was going to be exactly talking about the starting 11. And we're going to talk about it on our own, but I thought it would be great to get Jamie's view of this. He's getting all set up, so uh, I'll bring him on in one second because I think a big controversy for tomorrow is going to be should Tom Kearney start. I, I, I know Giannis's thoughts on it and some others' thoughts. I, I know he's shaking his head. I can see him right now. But – it's a valid discussion, and uh, we're going to talk about the midfield three in a little bit. But but first of all, you know, I, I wanted to talk to Jamie. Let's see if I can get Jamie back. I want to see if Jamie's ready. All right, Jamie, you ready? Hello, Ross. I am indeed. Yes. I'm <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, Jamie, for for hanging in there. We really appreciate you joining us and and really giving no us some insight. I'm going to go back to Giannis and let Giannis ask his question. Then Max has a very good question as well that we were just talking about that he wants to ask you. But I'll go to Giannis first. Hey, Jamie, you were talking about Harry Arter's injury. Do we know? Do we have a status in terms of whether he's available for tomorrow? Uh, Giannis, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. I'm just going on sort of educated guesswork that uh, he left the field and he appeared to uh, to be injured. I think it might well have been an adductor injury, but uh, I'm oh. not sure to the exact nature of how long he's going to be out for. I guess the positive is that uh, it was only the one-game ban for Harrison, so yep. he is going to be okay to uh, to come straight back in. That's a loss. That's a loss for sure. Been playing well. Thanks okay. for that, Jamie. Okay, Max, go ahead. Yeah, Jamie, great to have you on. Uh, ironically, Hi, that's Max. the loudest. Nice yeah, it's a, that's the loudest I've ever heard the library. I can't believe the Emirates was that loud. Uh, so... <laughs> In the day no, indeed, you know, I, uh, I have to say that uh, there's not going to be too much to uh, to cheer for from an Arsenal perspective. But it's a big, big game for Watford. Huge fighting at the bottom end of the table. So uh, huge. Not many. I'm, ro- I'm rooting for Watford. Well, be a by the way, noise, but it yeah. doesn't match the uh, the cottage, does it? No. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you have those like massive plush seats. I remember at the Emirates, they're huge. Um, it's like an American stadium. So my question for you is: I'm talking about the starting eleven and, and selection issues, uh, focusing on the right side. Um, of our lineup. First of all, right back, Adoy or Christie for you? And then who do you start the on right wing? I have to say that uh, I think at, uh, at right back, I probably will go with Cyrus Christie. I think he's been quite consistent since coming <laughs> into the side just recently. I just I'm a made happy. I really like him, but uh, I think Cyrus has done very, very well. He scored that great goal against QPR. Yeah. I will keep the continuity there and perhaps play him. In terms of further forward, um, I heard you guys chatting while I was backstage looking on, and I think I would probably start with uh, Bobby Deck or Dover Reed, and I'm not okay. just saying that because we share the same surname. But, yeah, I think <laughs> I would start with uh, Bobby, and then I would bring Abu on as an impact sub because 
as Russ quite rightly said, he's probably not got 90 minutes in his yeah. legs, but he can come on and hopefully change the game. I would definitely agree. I think those are my two picks, too, as well, on the right side. I think Christy, honestly, has surprised me second half of the season because he gets a lot of stick from supporters, but he's been a really bright attacking light. Um, hopefully he can continue that. Okay, yeah, he excellent. has. He's got forward to uh, to real good effect. He's scored his goal. He's got crosses into the box, and I think he always gives his all. I mean, you add to the fact that uh, both of them are splendid gentlemen off the pitch, but it's about what they do on the pitch. And the positive for me is that both of them have put their hands up in recent times. And it's good to have that little bit of healthy competition. I know at the start of the season, I go back to the goalkeeping ranks and one or two people disappointed that Marcus lost his place, but we gave the opportunity as a club to uh, Marek Rodak. We haven't looked back from that regard. It's nice to have players that uh, can certainly come in and sort of stake their claim. And certainly at right back, I'm not going to say it's like Peter Shilton and... Uh, Ray Clements when those two were buying for the England goalkeeper's jersey. But certainly uh, they're pushing each other in training, aren't they? They're pushing each other in matches and long may that continue. It's a huge positive for Scott. Okay, excellent. Jamie, right back to you. I, I actually watched an interview with Scott Parker earlier today and I want to ask you about Cavallero. It sounds like Cavallero is touch and go. He said, he said the squad, I'm paraphrasing, is uh, pretty good to go. Um, but then he was asked about Cavallaro. Do you think Cavallaro has a chance to uh, play the, the, you know, the uh, in the playoff? Do you, do you see him on? Do you see him having a role in the match uh, tomorrow night, potentially? Well, fing- fingers firmly crossed, he has got a role because I think he's a big match player, and I guess you could probably say the same about Anthony Knocker. I think he's been very good in recent matches at tracking yep. back. I didn't think he was quite at his best in the last hour. Absolutely. So that might possibly play a part in uh, in Scott's thinking. But uh, Cavallero certainly does have a box of tricks. He can score goals from in and around the box. And maybe it's just that greater ability to uh, finish off chances that uh, really catches the eye for me and certainly makes him somebody that uh, should perhaps be there or thereabouts. But that would be harsh on Niskin's Cabano because I think he's done very well yep. in uh, recent matches. And it's been very impressive to, uh, to see the goals that he scored and not only the goals but uh, the contribution he's made with uh, putting balls into the box um, and sort of playing his part he has and I'm glad that you brought him up because I think it's going to be difficult for Scott Parker to leave him out Jamie because he's made such an impact starting and uh, you know I'm glad that you mentioned this it's not just the goals you can you can look at the goals but it's his overall play it's it's how he is affecting the game so I'm glad that you uh, brought that up Jamie um, I'll, I'll leave you with this and I I just want your thoughts on this. For you, what would be a good result coming out of this first leg? I, I've said as I've said to others, as long as they get out either level or ahead, they're in great shape. If they're a goal behind, that's okay. We've seen that before. We saw that with Derby County. If it's two goals behind, I think they're in trouble. What, what are your thoughts about what would be the a good result for Fulham coming out of the first leg? Russ, I think you've hit the nail on the head. There. Yeah, any kind of positive result for me would be good. I think back to a couple of seasons ago up at Pride Park and we were able to turn it round. Dennis scoring the goal and Ryan Sessignon also on target earlier in the game. We were able to turn it around. Whether we'll be able to do that against the Cardiff side that are going to make it very difficult for us, certainly when they come to Craven Cottage. So I'd like to perhaps get a draw if possible. A win would obviously be even better. But uh, if we could pick up any kind of positive result, a draw or a win, 
then I would very much hope that we could do the business in the second leg at uh, Craven Cottage. I don't think there's going to be much to choose between the two sides, but yep. uh, hopefully a little bit of extra experience will uh, prove to be the difference. Okay. I have one bonus question. Uh, for Cardiff City, because we'll, we'll be talking about players that we should be keying on for them. Who, who concerns you going into this match for Cardiff City? I'll just say... I'm very concerned on any set piece on headers from Morrison. That That's a concern, just him in the air. Anyone else really concern you in this match for Cardiff City? Yeah, I think set pieces is going to be an area that they're going to look to uh, to try and exploit and they're going to try and dominate in both penalty boxes. You look at the kind of players they've got, they're certainly not going to do it through quality and style. So <laughs> you would have to think to yourself that they're going to be very difficult to uh, to play against. I think that's the way Neil Harris has done it. He did it at Millwall, didn't he? He's gone yep. in at Cardiff and he's adopted a similar policy. So what we've got to make sure we don't do is give away cheap free kicks in and around our penalty box. We've got to make sure that we match them with a high tempo, certainly from the start. I know they won't have their fans behind them and that's a great, great shame. I don't want to get uh, drawn into that because <laughs> we haven't really got the time. But it's so, so difficult that uh, supporters can't be in the ground. I understand the reasons why, and I'm delighted that we are getting the opportunity to cover football. But that really sort of negates the uh, the importance. We need fans back, and we need them back soon. So uh, hopefully that will materialise. But Cardiff, yeah, very good in both penalty boxes. Neil Harris will have them well fired oh. up for the game. And oh. I fully expect that uh, it will be keenly contested. We've got to make sure that uh, we play on the front foot, match them for effort, match them for intensity. And hopefully our extra little bit of quality will uh, make sure that we pick up the... Uh, the victory or a draw in that first leg to take it back to the cottage on Thursday night. I think Russ, uh, Russ back. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm just good having some, yeah, good timing. This is what Jamie. Jamie, this is what Russ does. He goes, in, oh, he goes into mute. Lovely he goes to talk into to you out. chaps. I've uh, <laughs> got to crack on with the, uh, the that's okay, Jamie. Not too long before the game gets underway, but lovely to talk to you. Fingers Thanks, so Jamie. Jamie. That, uh, appreciate it. Right. Thank you. And carry on and keep up the good work. Yeah. All right, okay. Jamie. All right. Have Thanks, Jamie. Day. Cheers, bye, Jamie. Okay, that was Jamie rejoining us, Russ, guys. Um, yeah. And while Russ is on mute, um, I think he can hear me now. He's looking at his... Can you hear me, mic. guys? Um, I can hear you, Russ. Okay. Oh, I can't hear you. You can't hear me, Giannis? That's okay. I'll see if I can get closed captions here. Okay. That's weird. But you can hear me, That's very weird. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, Russ. Okay. 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 Well... Looks like Giannis is going to rejoin us over all kinds of technical difficulties. So, Max, what are your thoughts about our conversation with Jamie Reed? Yeah, first of all, just big thank you to Jamie Reed and Fulham for allowing him to be here. He's a really great voice of the club. And, you know, you know, it's great to put the face to the voice as well. It's really fun. So College Talk has been doing that. Now Jamie Reed gets on. You love it. Um, <laughs> I think he had some really good insights. Can you hear me now, Giannis? Yes, sir. <laughs> all kinds of... Goldman's going throughout the show. What, you know, anyone that's ever listened to the show knows that Goldman's a mistake. We got all kinds of. Mm-hmm. I'm having all kinds of technical difficulties. I've got supporters sending me ideas on on how to improve my Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, it's been great so far. <laughs> so, Max, go ahead. We were talking about our conversation with Jamie Reed. Yeah, I've just been promoted to the top of the uh, the screen here. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, his insights on the injuries are perhaps the best thing we can hear from him because us, of course, not being there, not being involved with the club and, and seeing the matches and seeing the players, you know, when the camera isn't on them, we don't know. But 
Jamie Reed does seem to have a great knowledge of what's going on at the club in terms of Archer and Cavalero, things that, you know, the club won't offer up themselves, but he'll have a guess. He'll have a bit of a, a tip maybe. So it's good to hear from him about what players might be available. Um, and I think your guys' conversation about what constitutes a good result, yeah. that to me is key, you know, because like the, the two-legged uh, playoff, it's at the end of the first match is halftime. So it's not necessarily a big pressure to win the first match tomorrow, especially because we're, we're away from home. So as long as honestly, and I think Parker will accept this, and Roger Lewis said this in the comments, a really good comment. Yep. It might just be Parker ball in the first leg. Hey, might be. Nil, nil. And, and honestly, I, would not, I wouldn't love that because, as I mentioned, I want to see some goals. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's nil nil heading towards the 60th minute. There's not very much in the match. We've, we're keeping it tight. And hopefully we get a late goal to make it very different. But, again, yeah, there's not a huge pressure on us, right, to go out and win the match outright as there is in Cardiff. Absolutely. And Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on it. And I'm, I'm actually just going to be dropping off for just a second just to see if I can improve the internet connection. So you're going to, you feel free to share your thoughts on what would be a good result for Fulham. And I'll be right back, guys. I'll take the, I'll take the draw. To be honest, I'll take the, I'll take the draw. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I just, I'm laughing in my head about what Jamie Reid said about lack of supporters. Um, <laughs> I've been to a couple of... Uh, I've been to games down in Swansea and Cardiff and uh, the fans, especially Cardiff, are, uh, they're rude. <laughs> they're, they're rude. Um, and um, that is a big advantage for them. Uh, they get, it's, it's, uh, we're a different kind of crowd down at the cottage. Um, so they're not going to have that. They're not going to have that advantage. But I think a draw like a nil-nil or one-one, probably Scotty would go with a nil-nil or one-nil for us. Um, a couple of their players were on off song down at the cottage a couple of weeks ago. Neil Harris is going to expect improved performances. Yep. Um, but again, I'm going to say again, it's going to so much depend on the lineup we put out. Um, if Arter's out, I think that's a big loss. I really do because of the way the three played in midfield at home against them. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think you're right, Max. He probably knows. He's probably given us a little bit of a hint in terms of who's going to be available and who isn't. And uh, uh, I, I think, you know, I'd have had Arta starting. So if Arta's not starting, it's time to go to my plan B. <laughs> Whatever that well, may be. Well, we're going to talk about the starting 11 at the end of the show, guys. I definitely want your thoughts. We've already been kind of talking a little bit about it. And, guys, let's move on. Let's just talk about Cardiff City in general because I, I asked Jamie a little bit about this. So let's get our thoughts on Cardiff City and just – when I look at them, and I've watched a bunch of video this morning in preparation for this show, and I'm going to tell you, most of the goals that I saw were on headers, off of free kicks, off of corners. It was all in the air, guys. There was very little that was from, I guess you could say, open play from skill. It was all from set pieces. It was all from second balls. It was everything going into the box. So that's the impression that I get. Are they any different, Giannis, from the team under Neil Warnock? Have you seen any type of style of play difference? Because for me, it seems similar to what it was like under Warnock. What are your thoughts on Cardiff City heading into this match? Yeah, it's it's more of the same. It, it's it's just a change of a surname, isn't it? <laughs> Warnock's gone and, and, and Harris has come in. Um, it seems it seems just yeah, like the is. same, right? Yeah, but it, it's interesting because I think. I think as a team, we've improved as the season has gone on in the air. I think, I think we're, remember, we've got the, when we're defending 
corner kicks or free kicks, we've got the potential of someone like Mitro dropping. Uh, Mitro is one of the best headers of the ball we've got in the club. Um, we, we, I think we're decent in the air. Um, it's just, I'd like to see if our fullbacks can do a better job in open play in terms of cutting out those crosses. And that's where we have run out of trouble. So discipline is going to be really, a really, really key, especially on the left-hand side. Corner kicks is going to be something we have to be wary of. But again, you're going to have players like Mitro come back. So um, they're not going to create too much from open play. They never no. really do. It's from, it's from those set pieces. But I think one thing that Scotty will instill is just be disciplined in terms of where, you know, there are good free kicks and there are poor free kicks and it's right. where they concede them. And I think the longer the game goes on with it being scoreless, the more they're going to be starting to fret because they're going to really want to take a lead down to the cottage uh, just because their record down there isn't exactly great and because we've got a number of options that can hurt them. Um, I know it's only 72 hours be between games, but really the onus is on them. He, Harris is playing all the head games about you know, I know. Of money. And, yeah, and it's all oh, oh, bollocks. He's, uh, he's just try, he's, he's trying to put one over on us. Scotty's got the team in a bubble. It's, 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 and they're very focused and they're very zoned on what they need to do. And first things first, they've got to keep things really tight. So if that's going to be their main threat, we've got to stop them from taking free kicks that are going to maybe exploit that and, uh, and defend like we've done, be we did before the Sheffield Wednesday game where we went, what was it? It was seven, no, eight hours, something ridiculous like that since we conceded a goal and just keep it like that. Okay, excellent. Ah, the sounds of summer. Can it get any better? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Discover the confidence of Lexus Safety System Plus. Explore the possibilities of a Lexus at the Golden Opportunity sales event. Now through September 6th, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Not a substitute for safe and attentive driving practices. See owner's manual. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Max, over to you. Uh, I want to share this good stuff from Giannis. But for me, I definitely want to talk about this angle to it. Okay. Uh, Neil Harris has, again, he's talked, I wouldn't say badly, but he's talked, again, uh, about Fulham where, Scott Parker has talked glowingly about Neil Harris. What are your thoughts about how the two managers have handled themselves? I, I, don't, I don't, honestly don't know too much about it. I don't think it really matters. I don't think the players are paying attention to it. You know, okay. they, might, they might try the mind games, but it's the playoffs. You know, these are all professionals. I think they're, they're expecting the worst. Um, okay. You know, yeah, I don't think they put too much stock into it, to be honest. Okay. I, don't know, I think we need to look at you know where we are in the season, right? I mean – we're in the playoffs right now. This is the biggest match of the season. And Scott Parker, for all his faults, he's gotten us in a position where we could get in the Premier League. Right. Um, and I think that's important to talk about when we're talking with the managers is that and Neil Harris is certainly more experienced than Parker. But again, this is Parker's first full season as a manager and his first season in the championship. I think we really have to give him credit. We haven't given him credit all, 
all show, but you know, maybe people said we should have gotten automatic promotion, but for me getting fourth place and getting into a position when we might be the favorites in the playoffs, which I think we are, that, that, that is a feat in of itself. It needs to get the recognition he deserves because it hasn't been pretty all season. There have been mistakes, but the yeah. fact that he steered us through 46 grueling matches, including a season like, unlike we've ever seen to get in fourth place, that's the most important thing to me. Not, not, not necessarily the mind games between Harris and Parker, but the fact that Parker steered us to this position. Okay. Back to you about Cardiff. What are your thoughts about what we've been talking about? The difference of styles are, are pretty uh, extreme because you have one team that actually tries to play possession football. You have another that is very direct and just wants to hoof it up and then also just wants to live off of set pieces. You know, even out-of-bound throws, they're, you know, again, they get in the box. This is what they do. This is who they are. It's still Neil Warnock. It just is. It's just a continuation. I'm glad that Yanis said that. So what are your thoughts about Cardiff City compared to how Fulmer played against them? Yeah, I think key will be the first 10 minutes. That was our worst spell, you know, a couple weeks ago against Cardiff when they pressed us. You know, they made us uncomfortable. And we saw how we kept giving the ball away. Reem gave it away. Rodak gave it away. If they can keep up the high pressure in the first 10 minutes and force a mistake from us, that's key. If we pass those 10 to 15 minutes opening spell without conceding, then I'm going to be confident because then they might tire. And as I said, you can't keep pressing for 90 minutes. Right. I'm also, I think some things we forget about the Cardiff City match as well. You know, I painted it kind of with a broad brush saying it was one of our best performances of the season, which is true in one way. But remember, they hit the bar. Um, and one of the players, I forget who, had a wide open header that he blazed over uh, both yep. in the first half. They had chances that they didn't take. And if they take those chances, as we know, it's a very different match. And I remember Reem gave, Arder might have given away the ball and they yep. didn't really take advantage of a breakaway. So it's not as if we were completely, completely dominant. They had good chances. They didn't take them. So I am worried about set pieces and they kind of showed it. They didn't take the chance, but they showed if we don't mark up, we're in trouble. Right. And I'm glad that you actually transitioned us to talk about the second match, the most recent match. And Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm glad that Max brought this up. And it's a good point. I thought Fulham were the better team, deserved to win. I thought by far the better team. But when I watched back the highlights this morning, I was reminded of the mistakes. And then I watched all of these highlights from Cardiff City and how they took advantage of other clubs' mistakes. They actually scored in all these these situations that I watched. They didn't against Fulham. So for me, a key is, is to try not to make these silly errors that they've been making, especially early on in matches. My takeaway is that Fulham were dominant in the first match, but they can't make silly errors, Giannis. So looking back at that second match just recently, what do you take away from it? Well, we've got to get off to a, we have to get off to a quicker start um, for, the, for the start, and we've got to know we've got to nullify their threats and the threats are clearly in the end. They're clearly going to be from set pieces. Um, I think overall, Scotty will be, you know, apart from the first two games against Fod and uh, Leeds, um, he'll be very pleased in terms of how defensively we've kept our shape, except for the Sheffield Wednesday, which was a little bit of a novelty. Um, we rode our luck against Wigan. Uh, Wigan, I thought were very good, but Wigan, but Cardiff, I've not had the same kind of run-in. They're not going to offer the same sort of threat that Wigan did. Wigan had a lot of pace. And, um, you know, the, I always say the cream rises to the top. We've got enough quality, especially in the midfield 
and up front where we can we can uh, cause them real problems. Discipline is going to be a key for me. Um, I think the onus is on them to come at us to start off, but I really do think it's uh, cat and mouse. I mean, the longer that the game goes on down in South Wales, the more they're going to start to press. Um, there's really no one play. I mean, the one play that often worries me is, is Junior Hoylet and and but yeah. but Hoylet, he was born in the second time the team Canada. Won. Oh, yeah, Canada. I, I created the phrase for his performance against uh, us two weeks ago. Hoylet was toilet. <laughs> I like that. He was he was he was shocking and and he is on his days as a destructive player. But having said that, I think it's going to be all about shape and keeping that shape and having that plan A, which Scott is going to have and having that plan B, but he's going to really drum it in terms of defensively looking to do the right things. And even going back to that first game, uh, goal that we conceded against Sheffield Wednesday, yep. and they're not faffing about the back and da-da-da. Let's not give them any opportunity. Let's not give them any fuel and um, frustrate them as much as we can because I think we've got enough on the break to, to, to really cause a lot of damage there. Um, so it is, um, you know, I, I, th- I thought we played well that night. Uh, I really never thought they were in it, to be honest. They, Neither did I. No, they huffed and puffed and they're not a team. You see, it's sort of funny. If it, The irony is if it had been Nottingham Forest, I'd be a lot more worried because they've got quality and I'm still trying to fathom as to how they self-destructed the way they did it. But this it, is a team that will take advantage of our mistakes. So this is a, more to do with Fulham playing clean than Cardiff. Because Cardiff will take advantage of it, but they need to play clean. Yeah, and they've got to, and, and again, you've got to have a good ref as well. I mean, you've, you've got to, because this is going to be Cardiff a, bit, a little bit of a nasty team. Yep. Um, they, don't, they don't care about that. That's their reputation. And you need a ref who's going to be able to, to police that. I'd like to get a, a solid ref that um, really takes a look at the way Mitro is pulled, shirt, scratched, wrestled, mugged, whatever, um, by defenders, Sean Morris in particular. Right. And you've got to really, they, they've got to give... That's why I brought him up to Jamie. Yeah, because refs have to make, to me, refs have to make, it's not about brave decisions, it's making the right decision. Sure. And uh, I'm sure Scotty will have an ear in the, in the ref's head and say, you know, keep an eye on my number nine because last time we played these buggers, they were all over him. Yep. And I want good officiating. You want consistent officiating. Okay. Because once you take that away from their game, Russ, um, they'll only do as much as they get away with. So I, I hear you. The going to police that. No, I way. totally agree. Listen, I want to share this comment. This is from our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain. Since the return, our discipline has not been good. Cardiff are known for being aggressive. This is exactly what I was just talking about. The key to the match is as much to do with discipline as of defending max what are your thoughts about it i totally agree with steve on this uh i don't know necessarily what he refers to when he means discipline in terms of getting bookings or or setting offs i I mean it's true i think the discipline also means playing clean but i think about playing clean i mean yes you had harrison reed sent off um and you had cabana sent off but our defense i think has been excellent you know i know we've kept multiple i mean clean sheets there was a period um where we almost went three or four matches consecutively without conceding. So in, in that respect, I thought I think the discipline has been quite good. Um, but they're still mistake-prone. I think that's where Steve's yeah, going on. No, right? Yeah, true. I mean, they are mistake-prone, but... That's where the discipline is. 
maybe the Sheffield Wednesday match was a turning point, but when I see us going to West Brom and keeping them to a nil-nil, um, I, I see a team that maybe has mistake prones, but I'm not necessarily worried about, about this one as much as Steve might be. Um, okay. But it, it is something to consider, I guess. You know, they, I, I think I 100% agree with the aggressive aggressiveness part. Cheap free kicks, yeah, that's fair. Um, because if, yeah, that's fair. If we give up a free kick in a dangerous area, as Steve said, yep. they will take advantage of that. That's a good point. I think Parker will definitely have to say, listen, don't dive in in silly yep. areas. He followed that up. He's totally right. Here's what Steve followed up. Can I give away cheap free kicks? And that's actually something that our co-host, Kyle Lewis Stimson, was uh, talking about. Actually, he shared a comment. It's just too long, Kyle, so I really can't share it. But I'll just say uh, that we shouldn't – he just said we shouldn't be concerned about set pieces. We just need to stop giving away silly fouls in dangerous areas. This goes along with what Steve said. Kyle and Steve are both right, Giannis. Yeah, and, and what Steve might be referring to as well is in terms of the discipline and self-discipline. I mean, Mitro, Mitro got the um, retroactive red against Leeds United, and that can't. Let's be honest. The Leeds defender, um, the, sorry, the Cardiff defender is going to wind him up big time. You you know, there's going to be some some trash talking going on. He's going to have to keep his head um, because uh, they will try and wind him up accordingly, and um, that's what Cardiff do. But, uh, and and they love to do it. So um, that might be a reference to what Steve's talking about, and I think it's very valid because you can be doing well, you can be playing well, and then you're just a moment of madness away from, you know, getting a red, and all of a sudden you 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 know you're under the, you're under the cosh. So yeah, discipline of position is going to be important, but self discipline as players is going to be equally important. Okay, excellent stuff, guys. All right, let's move on, and. Let's talk about this. I'm going to share this with you guys. Max, will give, give you first shot at this. Who are the key players for Fulham against Cardiff City? Harry Reid. I saw Harrison Reid, of course, is going to be huge for us in the midfield. Um, I'm going to say Tom Kearney as well. I think he will start. And again, I'm pleading, Tom Kearney, show us what we all know you can do. I want to say he's a, he's a player for the big occasions. You know, Score the goal to take us up in 2018. This, to me is one of his most important matches for Fulham. And I'm saying that because this sets the tone, I think, for the future. I think if he reclaims his form that we know he can do in the next, hopefully, three matches and gets us promoted, then he stakes a claim for a Premier League spot. And that can change his career. But if he plays the way that we might have seen recently, which is anonymous, just not dictating play. Passenger. Passenger, exactly. Then I, I think that might be part of the decline of his career. So, you know, I know it sounds like hyperbole, but if he can play well tomorrow, I think that's massive for, for the rest of his career and the rest of his Premier League future. Okay. So he's a key player. Giannis, how about you? Um, Harrison Reed is going to be a key, obviously. Uh, Mitro, I think if he keeps his head and he, ho- he can hold the ball up, um, it's going to be important, but he has to get the service. And again, that's going to depend on the, on the, for the, the uh, midfield three. Okay. And I'm looking for a big game for Hector. Uh, at the back, he's going to have to mark totally everything. Yeah, get the fullbacks in order. And again, that's going to be the lineup selection and how he does it. But Reed has had a bit of rest, so I suppose that's one of the pluses of getting the you know being sent off. And uh, I'm expecting a very big game from him, like he did two weeks ago against Cardiff, where he was just sublime. And um, Mitro and uh, Hector are going to have to have big games as well. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, it's controversy time or controversy time. Here we go, okay? Guys, and if you're watching live, I definitely want your midfield three. So feel free to share your midfield three, and I'll share it on the show, okay? 
Max, I'm going to start with you. We will go through starting 11s in just a bit. This will just be your midfield three. Name your midfield three for Fulham against Cardiff City. Now, we just learned that it looks like Harry Harter could potentially be a miss. We don't know. So I'll be curious to see what happens. Name your midfield three in this match. Sure. Um, McDonald, uh, De La Torre. And okay. Matt, okay. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's be serious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, Harrison Reed, uh, Josh Onima, and Tom Kearney. That's okay for me. Giannis? If Harry Arter's injured, the, if Harry Arter's or if he's available, then it's Reed, Onima, and Arter. I totally agree with that. If Arter's unavailable, it's Reed, Onima, and Steph Joe. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so why no Kearney, Giannis? <laughs> Ah, uh, do you really want me to actually? Well, I do know because I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm genuinely curious because I know I we disagree. I'm just curious. I think how um, you can leave him on the bench in a match like this. I thought two weeks ago against Cardiff he was excellent when he came on. He set up the second goal with Josh Onama. I think he's played really well since the break, and I think you've got to pick the you've got to pick the lineup not based on not based on the best lineup, but the lineup of form right now. But who's playing the best? That's why Cabana's going to start. That's why yep. I think yeah. They could do a read can start. That's why Harry Arter would have started because for me, the Onoma, Reed, and Arter threesome works really well together. Steph Joe has played well. You've got, a, you've got a guy of immense international experience. You know what you're going to get from him. And with a Kearney, you've got a Kearney's a potential for plan B to give a different look. But, but Kearney, for me, slows the game down from the center of the park, where Steph Joe doesn't. And, and Steph is playing well enough right now where he's a little unlucky. Because yep. Arthur's been playing well. But if Arthur's not there, I start Steph Joe. I don't even think okay. about it. Okay. Excellent. Guys, we have a good amount of comments. I'm going to share them in a second, but I have to share this first. And Giannis, I don't know if you saw this, but I have to share this. This is from Steve Reynolds. Agreed <laughs> twice with Giannis. Bad day. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Had to share that. Okay, guys, here we go with the Fulham supporters in their midfield three. We've, we've got more than a few. Here we go. Let's start with David Perry. Reed, Anima, Kearney. If Arter can play, yes, Dave. This, is from, this is from our co-host, Kyle Lewis Stimson. And also, I want to mention this. Please check out Kyle's yes, new Kyle. YouTube channel, Foam Fantastic. Subscribe to it. I've subscribed to it. Please subscribe to Kyle. He does great videos. It's now on YouTube. Okay, so Kyle's has Harrison Reed, TC, and Josh Onima. Now we'll go to Roger Lewis, who is our friend in Spain. My midfield three are Reed, Anima, and Steph Joe. James Pierce has Anima, Reed, Arter. If no, Arter, Kearney. Very interesting. Okay. And then we have this from Chris Mullings, massive fan of Steph Joe. That's just talking about Steph Joe. Okay. Guys, what are your thoughts about all the different maturation of the different situations we've seen from the Fulham supporters with the midfield three? And I think this goes back to Giannis, my question to Jamie Reed. Does he have a settled side? Does he have a starting 11 that he can just plug and play? I, I think I, I think part of it does go to the opponent, but also I think part of it is injury. But I also think part of it might be he just doesn't have a set midfield three. What are your thoughts about this? Because, again, we're, we're getting different opinions on a midfield three. And I think that's consistent with uh, the full manager. Well, I think – and these are these have been all great suggestions about the three, and I and I I would suggest that all of all of the recommendations and suggestions are based on the trust. 
So I think good good managers should say should know that they trust the players they're going to put out there. Yeah. So the rationale behind my three that would have been and then potentially now is about do I trust my players, and do I trust Reed? Absolutely. Onama, absolutely. Arta, well, it can be a bit. We know a bit eldest, <laughs> but the bugger scores well. goals. He scores goals though. And then you know, Steph, Steph Joe, the way he's playing. I, tr- he's I trust him. I yes, trust, I trust him. him. He's barely played the second half of the season. I, I like Steph Joe. But, he's, like else, but he's, he's been peripheral. You, how can you start him in a playoff match if he hasn't been playing consistently? You can, you can say the same thing about Cabana. You, say same, you can. Oh, come on. Cabana scored two goals in the last two matches. That's no, that's the point. He was, he was peripheral in the first half of the season. He wasn't a starter. But I, I, I know you, Cabano, has shown a lot more to justify that than, than Johansson has. But yeah, well, that's you know, well, different different position. The one different thing positions, about, Max. I, yeah, I have I, to I back. Think... I have to back Giannis on this one. The, you know, and again, I, I agree with you on a lot of things. But this one, I'm, I'm going with Giannis on because again, both players were peripheral, and both I think have made an impact on different t- levels. Okay, wait, so, different types of players. Well, the question is: so let's say obviously you don't have Cam in your first choice lineup, but if Arter's not there, you say if Arter's out of the picture. You yeah. would sell your Hanson over Kearney. I yes. would. Yes. Okay. Wow. Even yeah, though, absolutely. listen, listen. Even yeah. though I like Kearney, and I've actually said that that I would have Kearney involved, but I think Steph Joe has made an argument to be involved. So I guess I'm going to backtrack because I I would pick Kearney, but I wouldn't be against Steph Joe starting if uh, Scott Parker went that way. I wouldn't be against it. Boy, I'm waffling. I'm I'm, I'm back and forth here. I'm worse, I'm worse than a politician. Wow. Uh, we'll throw McDonald in there. We want to get a throwback vibe. Why stop? Yeah, sure. Why stop at Johansson? Let's just get the whole uh, Lucas Piazon on the phone. You know, start right. Oh, right. okay, okay, okay. No, you're you're living you're in 2018. I, I just don't. Now you're getting silly. Now you're you know getting what, silly. Russ, I've just figured out. You know those cupboards that are behind uh, Max right now. Yeah, trying to figure out what it's probably dead bodies in there. Yeah, oh, like, okay. Like oh, a, whoa, whoa. A morgue. That's grim. Pulling, that's pulling that's grim, man. Pulling, pulling the bodies out. Actually, you mentioned um, you, me- you mentioned uh, Max. You mentioned um, uh, Ke- um, uh, Kevin McDonald, but Kevin McDonald could play a, a big role here. He could. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Max, go, 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 go. Let him say it. Okay, <laughs> go, go up, go, go up, and you. And again, it comes back to trust. You're a goal up, 10 minutes to go. You need to park the bus. See, this is where I thought he was going to go. Right? And what do you need that protective wall? Kevin McDonald's as good as it gets. He really is in terms of – he he calms things down. You need – it's about players you trust, Max. Players – and Kearney two years ago was magnificent. It's it's gone backwards. I think we can all agree it's gone. It's not – and to me – if you, I need to be able to look at my lineup in Garka. I trust the eleven, and then I need to look at the bench and go, "Can I trust to bring these buggers on?" Kearney on his day is brilliant, but that has been sporadic, and that's the problem. And it's the consistency piece, and that's why I like Arta because for all these idiosyncrasies, the bugger works hard, and Steph Joe can pass a ball. You bloody know he's going to tackle. You know he's going to cover every blade of grass. He's a motivator as well, uh, international captain. I mean, this, he's been played in huge games, and I would, you know, I I trust him. I trust him on a night like this, okay. especially the the, road, the home game's different. It might be different, but the road game that'd be okay. Max, I'm with Giannis on Kevin McDonald playing a role if 
we have a lead. That's where I thought he was going on it. I'm not saying he's going to start or anything like that. That's not where I was going on it. I was kind of going where Giannis is. And also his leadership, I think, is valuable, especially late, say, in a second match where you have a one-goal lead. I definitely put him on. Why not? I just said Parker has shown in the season when he wants to protect the lead, he doesn't necessarily throw on a holding midfielder. He just throws on a third center back. So that's what I'd say. He'll just put a little more shot. But listen, McDonald has obviously been peripheral. I just don't think he's up to the pace of the championship anymore. Maybe for a five-minute cameo, I'm not going to disagree with you I'm guys. Just saying, that, that, that would be minutes. good. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think the, the midfield questions, I think it's a really good debate we're having here. And, and, Absolutely. Um, that's why I wanted to talk about it. I think it, it speaks so much to how different this year is than our last promotion season. Yep. I mean, it McDonald, Cairn Johansson, was, you knew. You knew three years before. The, I mean, it was so obvious. No one was going to break that up. And it couldn't be even a more different situation this year when – I mean, polar we, opposite. I mean, we have, what, 10 people in the comments and three people here, and we all coming up with different scenarios. And <laughs> that's it, why like, I wanted to bring it up. That, I think that's, like, really good a comparison to the last promotion season oh, and this season. It's great point. That there's no continuity, which makes no. it, I think, even more impressive that we're in the playoffs at this point in time because there hasn't been a settled lineup, not even close to it. Right, and that's why, again, going back to our conversation with Jamie Reed, and I wanted to just talk to him about it because I think there are several factors, obviously injuries is one of them, but there are other factors as well. Is it playing against the opponent? That could be part of it too, but I also think and Russell has slowed down to that's Kevin McDonald. That's Kevin McDonald's joined the chat. By the way, did you see that new um, cartoon that came out um, with Dora the Explorer and uh, President Trump. It's, it's doing no, the rounds on There I am. There I am, guys. Again, hello, I, 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 hello, I don't know. Is. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, we're just going to get through this show with all the technical difficulties on my end. It's, it's not on your good. end, guys. It's all good. I know. That's why I have you guys, because I, I know honest. you guys can fill while I go yes. like this. Tell the joke. Tell the joke, I so, said. So the, what was going on um, um, I, on Twitter last night, there's a meme that's going around with um, President Trump and Dora the Explorer. I don't know if you remember last week, there was the interview with Chris Wallace about things he'd learned in his memory test, uh, camera, TV, whatever it was. And they yep. interspersed it with Dora the Explorer and Boots. It's very, very funny. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It's <laughs> okay. really funny. Oh, no, no. I, I meant the Kevin McDonald joke. but that, that oh, the, oh, the Kevin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suddenly slowed down to a crawl. And, of course, Max had to say, yes, Kevin McDonald. I mean, how cruel can no, you get? <laughs> you know, I only know it's because K-Mac, he can take the banter. He's one of the funniest people in football. It, so. Yeah, he's, you, you know can, what? Ten minute, ten minute roll off the bench to close shop. Any day of the week, I'll have him. Absolutely. All right. Good job. Good stuff, guys. We do have to wrap up this show in just a bit. Let's go quickly through your starting 11. Giannis, I'll give you a first shot at this. Okay. So uh, we're going to go roadie, um, and we're going to – Christy at right back. uh, Monsieur Odois at left back. Hector and Reem in the middle. um, Midfield, if Arta's fit. uh, Honor Marie, Arta, if not – it is Honor Reed, Steph Joe up front, Mitra in the middle, Cabana on the left, Bobby Dekadova Reed on the right. Okay. Max? So I'm, I'm going to do the same back five except Brian on the left instead of Adoy. Um, but agree that everything else Giannis said, you know, midfield three, Anima Reed, Kearney, and then agree 100% with Giannis's front three. Uh, but isn't it amazing that, you know, Cavalier and Knockart, I don't know Cavalier's injured. But those are the two signings everyone talked about this summer as being 
the ones that will catapult us up. And, and they're not even getting a start in the big smash this season. Just astonishing. Not in a bad way. I mean, because yeah. I think it's the right call to start Cabano and Decade over Reed. But yeah. still, I mean, it, it just shows expectations versus what we actually get. And that's what I want to say, because we're going to be a massive transfer window, whatever happens this summer, yeah. if we're or not. We have to remember, don't get our hopes up about flare wingers. You know, they're always disappoint you. It's <laughs> a good point there, my friend. All right. It's time to end with predictions for the match. If you're watching live, feel free to share your prediction. But I'll go with the guys first. All right. Giannis, over to you. Give me well, your prediction for this match. What do you think is going to happen in Wales? Russ, you didn't give us your 11. Oh, um, I can't even think off the top of my head. Okay, you want me to give, give yes, absolutely. my starting 11? You want me to go back instead of the predictions? We'll do a Goldman and we'll, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have Russ go through his predictions. Of course, now I'm going to go have to go find the banner that says predictions for the match, guys, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit anal like that. Of course, I can't find it now because now we're uh, – I'm talking about for, for the starting 11. So, okay, starting 11, I will go Rodak. I'm going to go Christy, Brian as your fullbacks, Reem, Hector. I am going to go with uh, – I am going <laughs> to be a politician on this. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this. I am going to go with if it's Arthur if, if he can play I'm going to go Arthur Onama Reed. <laughs> I'm going to go Bobby Dekadova Reed and Anthony Knockhart and Mitrovic. That's going to be my starting 11. Oh no Cabano. Ooh. No Cabano. I'm going to have Cabano as as my super sub off the bench. <laughs> Tarsh, Tarsh on these kids. It's very harsh. You're tough, Russ. You're tough. Oh, God. Hey, oh. hey, Russ is a little different than most. If, uh, if, if we haven't noticed, I'm a little different than than uh, than some people. It's just, it's just, fair, yeah. just wow. how I roll, guys. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's go to predictions. Let's see if I have some predictions first. Wait, let me, let me just check here. Oh, I do have some predictions. So let, let me go to some predictions. Oh, this is from... On Periscope, Dan Ferdinand, who's watching live, two to one to Fulham. Let's see. Dave Clark has. Oh, Peter Burrow has one one. Dave Clark, I believe, has the same. Let's see. We'll just keep them coming rapid fire. We got a bunch of them. Roger Lewis one nil. Of course, I'm already I'm already being being called out here. Just want to show this guy. James <laughs> Pierce. Uh, yeah, okay, James. Yes, James. I, I get yes, it. James. Okay, I get it. <laughs> you didn't watch him close enough, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Bobby Decker over Reed. Okay, John Farrell has one nil to foam. Okay. Oh, and James Pierce has nil nil. Okay. All right. Over to you, Max. Give me your prediction. One nil. It has to be one nil. I mean, we're we're one nil football club right now. So that was our score. Um, we won't win it by more than two goals for sure, and we'll keep a clean sheet. So, Monday, it won't be pretty. I think it will actually be a really boring match, but very tense. And you know how stressful these games are. Oh yeah. And the teams won't open up. That's a big thing for me. It's te- it will be tight, cagey. You know, teams will be feeling yep. each other out. Um, but Cardiff City nil, Fulham one. Okay. All right. All right. Over to you, Giannis. Your thoughts. I think it's gonna. I'm gonna agree with James. I think it's gonna be nil nil. Okay. Guys, I'm going to go with my normal score line. I'm going three to one to four. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Giannis and James. I'm going to go nil nil, and I would be happy at nil nil. B- 
because I think Fulham would have a huge advantage coming back to Craven Cottage. So I just want to share that. I'll take 1-1, 2-2, whatever it is. I will take a Fulham lead. I was asked this morning by, again, a little chat with me and our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain. This is what we were talking about, guys. I'll share this. and I don't think he is going to be against it. He said if Fulham are down 2-0, Going into the second leg, big trouble. They they will not score three goals at Craven Cottage. I tend to agree with that from Steve. But we're also going through the other scenarios. And we both agreed that as long as Fulham are either level or ahead, they're in good shape going back to Craven Cottage. I feel that way. Giannis, do you agree? And then I'll go to Max. Yeah. Um, and even, even if we go two goals down um, in South Wales, we still come back home a couple of goals. You really think so? Yeah, I think that's I, I, too much. Because it's a 72-hour window, I think we're I think we're a better squad. I think we've got a deeper squad. Okay. And I think we'll be able to recover quickly. And we've got a few options. It might. Again, it's going to depend on terms of uh, will players be unavailable tomorrow, but they might be available on Thursday. And that means that can change the lineup. Okay. Three days doesn't sound like much, but you never know. Okay. All right. Max, if form are level or ahead, are you okay with that? And how would you feel if they were down a goal and then two goals in those scenarios? Down a goal doesn't bother me. You know, we've done that before against a better side. Darby, Darby County. So I'm not worried. I, I just think the no fans cannot be underestimated. Well, I, agree. I think one of the reasons we lost at Pride Park a couple of years ago was the atmosphere. I mean, everyone had a flag, you know, it was Pride Park. Yep. It's just not going to be there this year. And that's such a bonus for us because I think playing the away leg first, you can get, you know, intimidated and go down behind just because of the atmosphere and the pure, you know, fanfare of it all. That's completely missing this year. So yeah, totally I'm, I'm more confident. I, I just cannot see Cardiff winning by two goals against us. And maybe that's too optimistic. I just don't see it in them. goes back to a point I've said for a while. I haven't seen a team in the championship for a long time that's played us off the park this year. And even the Leeds match, most of that was against their own play, to be fair. So I'm not too worried. Maybe it's overly optimistic, but I think we'll win um, the first leg. And if we do lose, I can't see it more than one goal. Okay. And – I'm fine with, like I said, three of those scenarios, two goals down, that would concern me a great deal. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's hope that it does not come to that. And I hope that uh, Giannis, James, and myself are right, and it's uh, nil-nil or or hopefully better than that. That would be great. That would be great going into uh, Craven Cottage with a lead. But as Max said, it's very interesting that, that you said that, Max. It's not – going to help or hurt you with the fan situation it, it's basically it, it it equals itself out so i think it just comes down to whoever executes best whoever plays best whoever does not make mistakes this, that, my big concern is making mistakes guys if they can not make these mistakes and give the opportunities what go back and watch the high just watch the highlights from the last time we played Cardiff city you'll see those two mistakes and it'll it'll make you very nervous. So I'm nervous about that. But if they don't do those, I think Fulham come out of Wales with potentially a lead, and that would be great. And I think that they take off from there at Craven Cottage, then we're on to the final. That's my hope. Anyways, great show, guys. Before we go, I just want to thank our very special guest, Jamie Reed from FFC TV, for joining us. That was great. We had some technical difficulties during the show, guys. I just want to thank everyone that watched uh, for being patient on that. See, see my internet connection. I'm going to continue to work on this. Sometimes I have no problems. Sometimes I have some problems. I don't know why. I just have to keep, I guess, looking around my house to find a better place to do this because wherever I go, there seems to be something happening. Anyways, 
But I want to thank my co-hosts, Yana Shanaeus and Matt Cohen. I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.